You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm super excited to talk about something that I'm passionate about, that I care about. This topic is hard because, well, it's not hard. It's just, it's something that I've really had to work on and I'm still working on all the time. So I've been like trying to put together my thoughts because I I really feel like it's important to talk about, but also like it's something I'm still just like really working on all the time. And I think that's how all of them are. But this one, especially this one's been harder for me, but I've learned so much and I'm excited to share with you guys like what I've learned about this and what I teach my students and what I believe. I'm just excited to share with you guys. So hope you like it. All right, let's get started. The podcast episode today is titled No Mud, No Lotus. That quote originates from a Buddhist story that's taught in Buddhism that represents growth through opposition. So first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about my beliefs about opposition. So I believe that there's opposition in all things. I believe that everything in life is 50-50. I don't think that everything's supposed to be good all the time. Kind of solidify this for me is like there's a moon and there's a sun. There's happy, there's sad, there's light, there's dark. Everything has its opposite. There's the devil and then there's God. Everything has its opposite, right? I just 100% believe that there's opposition in all things. I think everything's 50-50. And I don't even think we should try to make everything 100% one way. I don't think it's possible on earth right now. And I just, I think it is the cause of a lot of suffering. So let me tell you the story about the lotus flower. So the lotus flower grows in water. It grows on like the banks, the dirty, the murky, dark part of the pond. It starts underneath in the mud and it grows and grows and grows through like all that yucky mud, the moss, the dirt, the grime, the darkness. It grows, it grows, it grows. And then one petal at a time, it pops out of the water and like the water cleans it. So when it pops out, it's like purified. It's like completely clean and it's like this big, beautiful flower. If you don't know what a lotus flower is, go look it up. Even watch one like they have videos where the lotus flower is popping out of the water. This story is taught all throughout Eastern religions and it's a symbol of so many things. It has such rich like, oh, it's so good. So it's a symbol of strength and that there's opposition like there's going to you're going to have to fight through the mud. You're going to have to fight through the dark. There's going to be darkness, but it's through that darkness that purification comes. So like like the lotus flower, we grow in the mud, we grow, we grow, and then we're cleansed and we're pure and we become new. We become whole, we become clean and we become our highest self. So what this story teaches me mostly is that we don't need to fight the mud. We can just be okay that there's mud because we know that through the mud is where there's growth, right? Just like the lotus flower, it's growing through that mud and then it's going to become everything it was meant to become. It's meant to be this big, beautiful, clean flower that sits on top of the water and is basking in sunlight. But it had to grow through all that opposition, through the hard, through the trials before it could become that. And I believe that we're really similar. And so I believe that opposition is part of the plan because it helps us grow. It helps us become and it purifies us into the people that we are meant to be. So I have a story that happened this last week that I think explains this pretty good. 
I was reading to the kids. We were reading a book and I was sitting at the breakfast table with everybody and we were reading and all of a sudden my vision just went crazy. Like my eyes started hurting. I felt like I like couldn't see. Everything was super blurry. I didn't really know what was going on. I started to freak out because I'm like, what the heck's going on? You know, like blurry vision all of a sudden, like really bad. And then I started to feel like just like a little throb in the back of my neck. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, I'm getting a migraine. (laughs) And I've had experience. I've have experienced really intense migraines in my life. I usually puke from them because they hurt so bad. I can't function when I have a full on migraine. And so I'm like, oh, no, here comes a migraine. (laughs) And I start to freak out. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do a migraine today. I can't do a migraine. My husband's like literally walking out the door, leaving for work. And I have these two kids and I'm like, I can't do a migraine. I know a lot of people suffer from migraines and maybe I'm dramatic, but I think they're like hell. I feel like they're the worst. (laughs) I was telling my husband, I think I'd rather give birth naturally than have a migraine. I've done both and I think I'd rather give birth. I don't know. It's a close one. Anyways, so I, I get this migraine and it's coming on there. I mean, there's no stopping it, but I'm like literally fighting with it. Like, I'm like, no, like I can't have a migraine. I cannot have a migraine. And it's just like, it's causing so much turmoil in me. Cause I'm not only am I having like this pain from a migraine, but also like my soul, like every part of me is like, no, I'm just like fighting it so bad. And I believe that that sets you up for more pain when you fight with what is. Like what was happening is a migraine was coming on. I was having an aura actually at the time when I was really freaking out, I was having an aura and I I was fighting with what is, that is what was happening. And I was fighting it and it was causing additional suffering, right? It was not only am I going to have the pain from a migraine, but I'm also going to add in all this extra thought pain, dirty pain is what we call it. And so luckily, like my best friend comes and saves me and picks up my kids and she's an angel. And then my husband brings me a Dr. Pepper, which I don't ever drink. But when I get a migraine, I will totally drink a Dr. Pepper. I need some caffeine to help. And she takes the kids. He goes back to work. And then I lay down and I'm just laying there with this pain. And I'm just like laying in my bed. The lights are all off. And I'm like, okay. And I tell myself, you have a choice right now. Like I literally had this conversation in my brain. Like you have a choice right now. You can let this pain happen or you can fight with it. Both of them are going to suck a little bit. (laughs) Neither of them are going to feel good, but one's going to be worse. And so I told myself that. And for about five minutes, I sat and I fought it. Like I just was like, no, like I can't do this. I can't do this. I was like rolling around, like freaking out. And then I had that conversation with myself and I decided to tell myself something different. So I started saying to myself, like, Megan, you're really good at migraines. Like this is what I'm telling myself. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm like, you're really good at migraines. You do migraines really well. Like you handle them well. And I started talking this type of talk to myself instead of, I can't do this. Like, this is too hard. I don't want anything to do with this. I just was like, this is happening and you're good at it. And it was so crazy, you guys. I am not going to lie. There was still a migraine that's happening. (laughs) I definitely still had a migraine and it was still horrible. But the pain, like the level of pain, it lifted so much. 
I still was in so much like throbbing pain. But all of a sudden, like when I stopped resisting that migraine and I just surrendered to it and I said like, look at you're here. I'm going to do really good at this. I'm going to do this. I can do this. I'm going to handle this. This is what I was made for. I'm good at this. Once I said that to myself, all of a sudden I was able to like calm down enough to fall asleep. And when I fall asleep, I usually wake up and they're usually pretty much gone. It wasn't really gone all the way, but it it pretty much was gone and I was able to fall asleep. But when I was resisting it, I I couldn't fall asleep. I was so worked up. I I was in so much pain. Like it just was such a good story to remind me that like when we fight with what is actually happening, it creates more suffering. So I want to differentiate between there's clean pain and there's dirty pain. Clean pain is the migraine, right? That's not something I can really control. Like that was pain that just was happening. That was circumstantial. I have a migraine. Like that was the circumstance. Or another example is like somebody dies like grieving. Like I think that that's like clean pain. But when we when we add to the suffering is when we resist it. Like to mourn the loss of somebody is so healing and good and it grows us in ways we've never grown before. But when we start like resisting, no, this shouldn't have happened. This can't happen. I can't be without this person, that type of thing. Then it turns into dirty pain. It, it adds to the pain. It, it adds additional suffering. So what I want to explain to you guys today is that when we fight with what is, we are adding to our suffering we are meant to have challenges. We are meant to have pain. We are meant to have suffering in life. That is part of being a human. This is the human condition. This is the human experience is that everything is 50-50. And when we fight with it, we enhance our suffering to such a strong level. We see this especially with emotions. So always you hear people talk about like, you need to feel your feelings. You need to feel your emotion, process your emotion. And I always was like, what the heck does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. But this is what they're talking about is exactly what we're talking about right now. What happens is we fight with these emotions. And I have this, I have this analogy that I made up and it's kind of dumb, but you hear it out for a second. We have this negative emotion come in, right? Like, let's say you feel worried, okay? Or anxiety, fear, you have fear. Fear walks into your brain, pretend it's like a little person. It walks into your brain. And instead of saying, oh, look, fear's here. I know how to handle fear. We can do fear. Fear's not that bad. I can handle negative emotion. Instead, we're like, oh, uh uh-uh. I can't have fear in my head. I can't have fear in my heart. I can't deal with this emotion. And it's almost like that little person walks into our head. And instead of just letting that fear walk on by until it goes, we like grab fear by the neck and we sit there and we start punching it. And we're like, you can't be here. But we don't let it leave. We enhance the suffering. We enhance the fear. And then it grows and grows and grows. And we're left with more fear and more pain and more suffering than if we just surrendered to it, said, you're here. I'm good at handling this. And then let it walk on by, which is what happens. But your brain doesn't want to believe that that's what's going to happen. Your brain is like, but if I don't grab hold of it and fight with it, then it'll stay forever. And that's just not true. 
It's not true at all. It's crazy, you guys. It's just not true. So, okay, so in yoga philosophy, um, one of the niyamas of yoga, which niyamas are personal ethics that yogis live by and that yoga philosophy teaches. And one of the niyamas is called tapas. And tapas literally translates from Sanskrit to English to mean to burn. So the whole idea of tapas is that like heat and hard and fire is good. The whole idea that they're trying to teach is that to burn is something we want to invite. We even want to invite challenges. We want to invite discomfort. We want to invite hard. We want to invite these things into our life because we know that that's where the growth happens, right? So I want you to think for a second, like what's a circumstance in your life right now that's difficult that you are resisting? What is something you're fighting with? What would happen if you just decided to embrace it? Like, what if you just were like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm good at this. I can handle this pain. I can handle this discomfort. I can handle these uncomfortable feelings. So let me explain like on a yoga mat how I teach this. So I usually like my classes always are like, oh, because I'll be like, okay, we're going to do tapas today. And everyone's like, no, because they know I'm going to probably work them hard, right? They're going to have to go sit in the mud and they're going to have to work through that discomfort. So what I do is I take them through a hard sequence. I do a class that's going to make them burn physically, like actually burn. And we sit and we talk about embracing the discomfort instead of fighting it. Like think about when you're running, if you're just like, oh, this is so hard. Oh, this is so painful. Oh, this is horrible. This is so hard. I can't do this. What happens? (laughs) It's so hard and you can't do it, right? Like it's so hard. But when you're like, this run is good for my body. I can handle this. I'm good at running. Then all of a sudden you're growing, you're getting stronger, you're running, you're working through those muscles, you're working through the mental blocks of running and you're embracing the discomfort and it's starting to make the discomfort less uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So let me tell you guys something. In yoga, when we talk about tapas, one of my favorite ways of explaining this is it's like a diamond, right? Like a diamond has to go through, it's just a rock and then it goes through this heating process and it has to go through this super, super, super heating, burning, hard, hot, refiner's fire process. And then when it comes out, it's a beautiful diamond. How can you embrace the discomforts of life? How can we embrace like the 50% that's not always feel good. It doesn't always feel good. How can you embrace it? The first thing I would say is that we can meditate on our perspective because Buddha says this and there's a book called No Mud, Low Lotus. It's so good. I highly recommend it. I want to tell you guys to get it. But in the book, Buddha says this. He says, the person who suffers most in this world is the person who has many wrong perceptions. So meditate on your perspective and your perception and you will eliminate so much of your suffering. So the first thing I would say to do is be aware, like what we don't have to add to our suffering, what's clean and what's dirty pain. For example, you might be in the dark and pretend you see a snake on the floor. You see a snake, you freak out, you turn on the lights. Oh, it was just a rope. 
Your perception is everything. You were freaking out about the snake when it was actually just a rope. And so often that's what we do. Just like the migraine. I'm like freaking out about the migraine. And it was hard and it was scary for a second. But it was 10 times worse when I thought that I couldn't handle it. The second that I told myself I can do this is when I got calm enough I could actually go to sleep and do it. So Buddha says and Megan says... (laughs) Meditate on your perspective and your perception. Look at your thoughts. That's what he's saying. He's saying, ponder your thoughts. See what your brain is doing. Are you sure that you need to be experiencing this type of pain? Like, are you sure that this is necessary? What would happen if you embraced hard? Like, what if you just stopped being like, I don't want to do this because it's hard. And you were just like, I'm okay with hard. I can do hard. I can do dark, muddy, murky water. Because I know that through that, that's where purification, wholeness, peace, sunlight, light exists right through that. That's where the growth happens. That's when the good happens. I wish so bad so many times in my life. I've just found that I create so much extra suffering for myself by fighting with what is. And what is, is 50% isn't always great. That is what is. That is part of mortality. That is part of being on earth, is part of this life. And when we fight with that part, those parts that don't feel good, we think our brain, oh, it just wants to keep us so safe, you guys. Your brain's just trying to help you, but it's just, it gets a little over, over, it overdoes it. But your brain so bad is like, if you don't fight with this, it won't go away. And that's just not true. There is 50% that's good. And when we can manage our mind, when we can focus on the good and see the good, that good becomes so much bigger. It becomes so much more powerful. I believe that love and light and God and that happiness and that joy is so much more powerful than than any of the other 50%. And when you focus on that and when you accept, okay, there's 50% that's not great and we stop fighting with it. And then we focus on what's good and we, we focus on the 50% that brings feelings of joy and compassion and love and happiness. Our life gets so good. It's the art of learning how to suffer in clean pain instead of adding all this dirty extra stuff that we don't need. So you guys don't resist. (laughs) Don't resist the pain. I, I think about this. I in childbirth all the time. I think it's such a beautiful, beautiful example of this exact concept that we're learning about the lotus flower. Childbirth is painful. It is hard. It is work. But after you birth that child, it is so worth it. You look back, you're like, of course I will do that again. That was growth that was so good for your soul and it brought such beautiful, great rewards, right? But when you go into childbirth, and I know because I have done this during childbirth, and you are fighting with that pain, it is awful. It It is unbearable. But when I, okay, so like with Naya, let me explain this. With Naya, I was so mentally there. I was so prepared for that birth and I had such a beautiful experience. It was hard, but I was able to control my mind 
and manage my mind through it. And I didn't fight with the contractions. Like when a contraction would come up, I would be like, these feelings come and go. I'm really good at handling contractions. I can do this. This is all for my baby. This is worth it. Growth helps me. This is good. I'm bringing my baby into this world. I mean, I had such solid thoughts during Naya's birth. And it came and she came and it just was a really beautiful birth experience. And then I had James and I also had a beautiful birth experience with James, but it was a little bit different because I was like that until I was at a 10. And then my midwife ended up breaking my water. And when she broke my water, it like went from like pain level of like, I don't know, six to like thousand. And I lost it. I I started saying out loud to my husband, I can't do this. Like, this is horrible. Make it stop. I was squeezing my legs together. Like they're trying to like get the baby, like the baby was like coming out. It was literally six minutes, you guys. So I can't really complain from the time she broke my water till when I actually birthed him. But those six minutes, like I was like flipping out. I was like grabbing my husband. I'm like, I can't get this baby out of me. Like I didn't want her to want him to come because it was painful and I don't know. I was like squeezing my legs together and I was just resisting that pain so bad. With Naya, I didn't resist the pain and the experience was so much more peaceful. I was able to deal with bad pain in such a more peaceful, enjoyable, even like growth promoting way. But with James, I just lost my crap, (laughs) which I think is normal, but I lost my crap because I was resisting the pain so bad. I was resisting the suffering that was going to happen for the next six minutes. And it made it so it took longer, I think, for James to come, even though it was only six minutes. Like they were like, Megan, like you are stopping him because I was like squeezing my legs together so bad. And I don't know. I just think birth is such a beautiful example of that like there is darkness there's hard and then there's really good and it's so worth it both of them were worth it but I really do think that Naya's was was easier for me because I was able to manage my mind and I was able to keep my thoughts in control by offering myself thoughts that were helpful in that circumstance it is not helpful for me to fight with what is. It never is helpful. So if your husband is is doing something that you don't really like, it doesn't help you to fight with that. It really doesn't. It's going to cause you more pain. What you can do though is you can love. And that's where life gets so good, you guys. You guys can love people. Love is power. Compassion is power. Joy is power. You can focus on what is going right. You can focus on what you can do. When we shift our perspective, when we meditate on what our perspective is and our perception of this situation, and we shift back into love, when we shift back into confidence, into compassion, joy, that's where your power is. That's where you're able to really succeed through that growth so that you can grow and become all that you were meant to be. So you guys, I hope this helped you. Next time that you are feeling that suffering come on, when you feel pain, maybe you feel anxiety, maybe you feel anger, frustration, sadness, whatever it is, I want you to first stop, 
take some deep breaths, <laughs> calm yourself down. And I want you to remember that fighting with it is not going to help. Even though your brain thinks it's going to, your brain's wrong. Fighting with the pain does not help to solve it. What helps to solve it is embracing it, saying, I can do this. I can do these hard moments. I can handle negative emotion. The worst thing that can happen to you in your life, you guys, is negative emotion. Really think about it. Like somebody dies. Why is that so horrible? Because of how you feel. It's the negative emotion because of how you feel. You are in pain. What's the worst part of that? It's how you feel, right? So the worst thing in life that can happen to you is that negative emotion. And when you realize that you were made to handle that negative emotion, that you were made to handle the fire, to go through the fire, that you were made to become, to grow through that mud, that this is part of the plan to get you where you're supposed to be. Once you realize that and you really believe that and you can live into that, that's where purification happens, you guys. That is where cleansing, refining happens and you come out and you're a beautiful lotus flower, like popping out of the water, clean water, clean soul. This is the epitome of finding comfort in the discomfort. So if you want to lessen your suffering, meditate on your perspective. Check those thoughts, girlfriend. (laughs) Check those thoughts, buddy. They matter. And then lean into it. Lean into the suffering. Lean into the pain. I can do this. I was made to do this. I love this quote. It's in the book, No Mud, No Lotus. It says, most people are afraid of suffering, but suffering is a kind of mud to help the lotus flower of happiness grow. There can be no lotus without the mud. So just remember next time something really crappy happens, that with no mud, there's no lotus. And when we embrace the mud, when we embrace the yucky, that is where the growth happens. I want to end with one more thing that just popped in my head. I think it's really easy to have people come that are difficult for us. I think like difficult people are real. (laughs) That's a real thing for us. There's experience and moments that are difficult. These are this, these are circumstances that are, are real for us. But one thing that has helped me more than anything is recognizing that difficult people are there to show me where I haven't healed yet. Byron Katie said it. She said, the enemy is there to show you where you haven't healed. For me, when somebody's difficult, I try to remind myself that difficult people are for my growth, that there is something I need to learn from this person. It is not them causing my suffering. I have something I need to learn from that experience, from that person and from those moments, those circumstances. We get to choose how we will respond to those difficult experiences. There is 50-50 in all things. You guys... I hope that this makes sense. I hope that that you learned something. I hope that next time you want to freak out at someone or you want, life gets hard, you know, trials come, change happens, migraines come in and mess up your day. I hope that you will embrace it and 
learn to find the comfort and the discomfort. If you guys want to practice this, like I, I do this for my yoga classes. I don't know if you guys will like this, but I like to practice this physically. I think it's beautiful and it really preps your brain to be able to handle like emotional suffering. So in my yoga class, like I'll have them hold a pose for a long time. So like, let's say you get into warrior two, you can sit in that pose for like five minutes and it's so hard and it's just working through that mental discipline. I can handle this. I've got this. It's training your mind to be able to embrace hard. Oh, this feels good. I'm going to be so strong after this instead of I can't do this. I'm giving up. Right. So I think that's why people love to like run marathons, do natural birth. What else is there like that's crazy like that? That's hard. It's just it feels good. And eventually what will happen, you guys, is you'll start doing this. You'll start like inviting hard, inviting discomfort. And then you almost get excited because you know what growth feels like. You know what it feels like to pop out at the end and be that beautiful flower and to get that sunlight and to enjoy that joy so much. So... I want you to practice this, practice this in, in physical real time, use that mental discipline and embrace uncomfortable things. If there's something that you've been wanting to do, but you've been scared and you've felt nervous about it, I want you to go and do it. And remember, just like the lotus flower, it is going to be because you did that uncomfortable hard thing that you will be able to become and grow into the person that you're supposed to be. So, okay, I love you guys. I hope this helped you. Remember, no mud, no lotus. Let's invite those hard moments. Let's invite those hard things into our lives. Let's walk into the discomfort and let's become beautiful lotus flowers. You guys are the best. I love you. If you like this, please subscribe. Please share it with your friends and please just live in it because that's the most important part to me is that we're just becoming better people. Okay. Have a good night.